This podcast is brought to you by Two Bears Publishing Company, a new and exciting company interested in your book or novel. If you have work that you want to see published, find us on Facebook and give us a message. Hello and welcome. This is a new podcast featuring myself, Trevor and me, Phil. We decided to start this podcast basically to discuss various things, the issues that essentially relate to men. So obviously, you know, like most people, I think we could both say we've got a bit of a littered history of... Yeah. Yeah. At our age, I think you have to have. You, you, indeed. So I think, obviously, our primary aim is, is to kind of talk to... Uh, we'll talk about... Talk to different people as we go through it. Like we? we want to talk to various different guests. Get some guests in, yeah. Local people. Yeah, we've got some good ideas around that. I mean, I've got a couple of people who have already lined up. Um, one who's been in the army, who's dealt with PTSD and things like that. Right. And I know you've got some cool people as well who can obviously come and input. But ultimately, we want to kind of share our experiences and hopefully provide, I don't know, a way to kill an hour or so in your spare time, you know, especially during this bizarre year. I was going to say, and that's probably the best place to start, isn't it? A bit of COVID. Weird. (laughs) Hey, coping. Um, up and down really I think that's the big thing yeah um, with our jobs we're still having being key workers we're still having to be in schools and do all those sorts of things but yeah people around are really struggling I know you know parents are really struggling with with their children yeah. going into schools different kind of jobs that's probably a good time to you know talk about the other people that have kind of kept us going certainly down the first lockdown whether it was DJs doing their kind of get up and shake yeah. up in the in the mornings <laughs> that's it. or whether it was you know having a waste collection on time and none of that faltering it was just I think the way people reacted was fantastic yeah absolutely uh, the NHS obviously continues to uh, amaze us all doesn't it really with yeah. what's going on and um, now I mean not that I want to blow our own trumpets Phil but the teachers you know absolutely because this might be a good time to talk about how we met I suppose yeah yeah um, well I left the teaching profession started my own business about five years ago just over five years and uh, I started my own forest school so I did all my forest school training I did some archery training and then with my um, school connections I just started uh, offering my services to schools and I've been in schools ever since working with children doing forest school outdoor activities um, and learning or showing schools that they can learn in a different way and it's, yeah. I've had such a fantastic response and that's where we met you came to one of my sessions I did yeah I did come to one of your sessions and I loved it and we've been mates ever since really haven't we because what Phil does and if you don't know what forest school is because I wasn't entirely sure until I did it but essentially you'll probably better explain this than me but from my experience and what we had we had some quite difficult children a lot of behavioral difficulties cmh so on and we used to on a monday morning take them out to meet phil who at the time was in a woodland somewhere in Folkestone weren't you and um, and yeah Phil used to do all sorts of things we used to walk around in in the outdoor areas we used to find out what might kill us in the outdoors what things we could eat if we got stung by stinging nettles what we would do about it we broke pallets up and made cool stuff out of it and honestly it was the highlight of my week at that school (laughs) I've got to be honest Um, you know and Monday mornings once Monday morning was gone it was all a bit of downhill for me but um, and the kids loved it as well so so yeah, so that's kind of how we met and then we sort of went on different paths, didn't we? I left teaching for a little while and opened a bar in Folkestone, which is an interesting experience, which I dare say will get spoken about in greater depth on another podcast, <laughs> but was um, was certainly turbulent and uh, very enjoyable. But um, but yes, it, um, yeah, and then now I, I suppose I've moved to Ashford. 
you're obviously Mr. Ashford, as I yeah. like to call you. And yeah, we live opposite each other, which is handy. So, um, so yeah, teachers, I think, obviously at the moment, it's a scary place to be. I mean, my day to day was bonkers because I got to work and expected obviously all the young people in and at the moment there are a lot of parents not sending their children in uh, for obvious reasons because they're nervous they're fearing or they're shielding or whatever and so on but i'd say there's probably 60 to 70 percent of the kids generally in got to school and year 11s immediately sent home because of a number of rising cases and then just as we were about to start the school day year nine were all sent home so it was absolute chaos because um obviously the rest of the year groups were like what's going on are we in danger and obviously you know young people obviously mental health wise i think struggle don't they with um i mean we all do and this is something we want to talk about a bit more isn't it yeah. but um certainly struggle with change don't they i think yeah and with everything that happens in the media, you're mm. bombarded with newspapers and um, the news on TV. You're watching these things and you hear all these different viewpoints and these different slides that get shown to you and Boris's hair and everything <laughs> else that kind of gets thrown at you. Yeah. And then you go onto social media and you get all these anti and pro sorts of things and then you throw an American election into it as well. And it's just a bombardment of confusion yeah and, and there's no kind of way of working out where you can stay sane and and i think that's what we've been looking at how we've been coping over the last quite a few months yeah absolutely and i think obviously what we, what we want to do today is give people some ideas and tips not that we know more than anybody else absolutely not but just that we want to give people you know just different things to think about how to cope during the lockdown how to try and stay sane what we do and so on and um and, and to keep people afloat in these b bizarre um times um so the first thing we have on our list well yeah i was going to talk about drinking yeah talk about drinking yeah go for it okay so me and phil because we're such good boys we are sitting here drinking a pair of heineken zeros and um Anyone who knows me uh, from before probably this year, um, <laughs> certainly from when I owned the bar in Folkestone, will know that this is a bit of a turnaround. Um, and I decided this year, and I think having the bar was part of that really, um, decided to, to really, really cut back. Did dry January, and dry January ended up being probably up until about dry April, and it was incredibly difficult and i think that realistically we will have to oh, i'll have to do something you know on this and give it the time it deserves because it really really is hard and there was a point in my life where i was like i never thought i could ever give up drinking you know or certainly cut back to the extent that i have um but well because it was so ingrained in my life and it always has been and it's probably since i was about well, I think I started drinking when I was 14 and drank regularly ever since. What about yourself? Um, my parents were quite open with alcohol and I probably had... You remember the old snowballs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the old um, yellow sweet drink. Yeah, um, yeah. Like those at kind of about 13, 14 yeah. sort of age. Um, but my parents aren't drinkers really, so I was oh, never yeah. really kind of sent down that road of, of having a pint all the time no um so that that's fortunate um, yeah for me in that sense but i do understand the social element of going out for a beer and in between lockdown one and lockdown two the first thing my dad my brother and myself did was we went to the pub 
because it's part of our <laughs> cultural heritage, I yeah. would say. And I think that's where I've struggled. And I would argue that a lot of men um, and women struggle with the fact, you know, mentally, probably want to cut down their drinking or control their drinking more, but are like... I see the pub and that social aspect of it as such a part of my life, my upbringing uh, and the way I live. And that I still have that rancor with myself because I'm thinking, you know, I'd like nothing more than to go for a beer with you. And we probably will, you know, um, in a controlled manner, obviously, where it's safe again to do so once this is all over. And I think, that, you know, one of the things that I think are places you get to, I've now gone to the pub quite a few times uh, this year and not drunk and again I thought that was something I never would be, have been able to do but um, over time and getting the right support and like I say I think on another podcast I'll talk in greater depth about you know kind of the strategies that I've used and so on um, yeah you can do it and even the most hardened drinkers and when I was you know when I owned the bar I was comfortably drinking 10 pints a day no problem um you know and this is only really a year ago maybe a bit longer uh yeah you you can get it to a point where you kind of quit or you really have cut down to a point where you know for me i would now classify myself as a non-drinker so you know and that's and i think the reason why i'm talking about this is because it has such a profound effect on how you feel and it's not you know i know people think well yeah i know it gives you hangovers and so on but that you get into a cycle where you know that more drinking is going to cure that hangover and you keep going and so on over a couple of days and it gets worse and it worse and worse and worse. Once you stop drinking and once you've got it out of your system, you've kind of purged the early part of it, you just feel better in general. The self-esteem is higher, um, more energy, drop a bit of weight, which for me, to be honest, was well needed. So, um, so yeah, it's all positive stuff and it makes you feel better. So I think, for me, one of the first things I would try and do, and it is really hard to do given that people are stressed and bored and... Um, you know there's job issues and all sort of money issues you know people do lean on an alcoholic beverage but I think my advice would be to try as best you can to have as many days during the week as possible where you're not you're not touching a job absolutely the social drinking is the side of you know the excess you don't want to go to excess but you being there and being able to socialise with people I think is a great thing and supporting local pubs I think is fantastic as well so we're not saying don't go and get off your face that that is what we're saying but what we're not saying <laughs> yeah. is don't not support the pubs because there's no co- yeah local pubs opening and you've got gigs that get played yeah and a hundred percent and we want to be you know we're definitely all for you know we've got a new pub opening i don't know can we talk about that should we talk about it or should we leave it i don't know um well we could talk we just won't mention there's yeah, a pub sure. opening on our road. I mean, it has been a pub before, isn't it? Uh, it's opening under a new name, which we're very excited about. It's a new old name. Maybe that gives oh, too is much it? away. That's what uh, it was originally. Well, it doesn't matter, does it? We're promoting, <laughs> aren't we? We're promoting. So, yeah, so a new old pub's opening. So that's exciting. Yes, we are, you know, we are, I'd say, people that very, very much want to support our local community yeah. in any way we possibly can. And, you know, go down and have, you know, 
10 Heineken Zeros. You know, by next Absolutely. by next year, Guinness Zero will be out on draft. So that's to, that's to recall a load of it. I don't know if you saw the cans. Yeah, so I bought eight of them, had them, and then they went, oh, there's a microbiological contamination. Oh, that explains a lot. That does explain <laughs> a lot. So there you go. I mean, <laughs> when you listen to it, thinking, oh, right, yeah, I know right now. But yeah, so that's happened. But then the next year, you've got Guinness Zero. You've got lots of decent options. Um, I'm not afraid of saying that I made a local pub buy some non-alcoholic gin and they've had that there for about three years now because that was joking but <laughs> hey it's there so you know so it's good um so yeah absolutely try and limit your drinking a little bit i think because it, it, it's gonna it's gonna have a positive effect phil what did, did you have anything else you wanted to say with regards to things we can do in the lockdown in the lockdown the thing that i found is obviously i'm quite social in the evenings friends and um, going places going to visit people um, and that stopped so although i was working during the day come half past three four o'clock when i've got home and i've done all the things i need to do i then found myself with a lot of downtime um and going with the this whole new element of confidence that i've got and i will explain that at a later date as well um, Do you give us a little tip of it now? Okay, um, 2018, I became single. Uh, world with the surprise. Um, the cues began. But, <laughs> but I just then kind of went from strength to strength after watching a Jim Carrey movie, Yes Man. And I thought, yep, that's what I'm going to do. You throw anything at me. And I'm going to say I can do it. So like I just podcasts, had this. For instance. Yeah, podcasts. New businesses. Like um, yeah, all these sorts of things. Just went for it. And there's one particular um, thing that I decided to do recently was I, I own a lot of guitars. Um, I won't go into how many, but a lot. And one of them I really liked, but I just, it was black. And I thought I wanted it to be slightly to stand out just a little bit more so I sanded off the front I took all the stuff out of it all the electrics off took the neck off and and then sanded down the front of this guitar yeah you think you sent me didn't you, you sent me a picture, I sent you a picture yeah, of yeah, it yeah. yeah and I just it's it stayed untouched for a couple of weeks I didn't know what to do how to do it where I was going with it and and a friend of mine bought me a pack of um, paint pens um, and and I had I often wear like a, a face mask thing, but I, it's like a snood that I yeah. wrap around my wrist. And this one particular one is my favourite, and I just thought oh, I really like that. So I didn't I use that as my inspiration. So that's where all these circles come from. Yeah. And I just started going, and then it just kept flowing and kept flowing. And I'm at the point now where I've just started varnishing it, so the assembly will will come back on in a second. Nice. Um, but I had some old plastic, and I've made myself a scratch plate because I wanted it to be transparent so you could actually see it underneath because it came with a white scratch plate so you, you know that that was no good because it would cover up the pattern so I literally just did everything sat in the garage kind of with a file and and a hacksaw and did what I could it's do and, and I just I would never have done that 15 years ago no. would never have done something like that that's kind of yeah, that's what other people did and yeah and I just felt that I had that time in lockdown but I could do it. I, I didn't do it to, to my Les Paul because that, that cost me a lot of money. Yeah, this one wasn't an expensive guitar. So I just thought, yeah, I can I can, yeah, I I can. use it. And if it goes wrong, then I just paint it black again or I'll get some fence paint on it or whatever. It didn't matter. So this is something that you think you would never have done maybe in a sort of previous life. It's no. It's a new thing. Absolutely. And it, it was lockdown that kind of brought me to that. And I just mm. thought, well, I've got time. I'll give it a go. What mm. have I got to lose? Mm. 
and now I've got that confidence that even though back to work, and I'm sure before lockdown two starts, we'll uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, be, I'll be able to, uh, to you know, I, I will carry on and do this. I, I've got visions of finding other guitars, other patterns, other yeah. you know, those sorts of things. So it's created, so like the lockdown two being imminent has created a new hobby essentially for you. Absolutely. And you're feeling how you feel, you're feeling positive about yeah, it. Yeah, really can't, good. Can't wait to go. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to put it all back together, have a go with it, because I know it'll be a talking point if someone sees it or if yeah. I take it somewhere, it's going to be a talking point. It looks really good. And I don't, I don't see that as praise for myself. I see no, that yeah. as praise as what I've done, you know, that, that getting off your backside and doing something thing. Yeah, it's the yes man thing, which has yeah. changed your life for the better. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So Phil, will you promise our listeners, all three of them, that's my <laughs> mum, your mum and dad, would, do you <laughs> promise them that you will upload the finished product? In fact, you can put some photos on now to the lads and dads Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, yeah? of course. I'll do like maybe three or four so you can see the, the early stages where it is now and then after it's all assembled again. Sweet. I'm looking forward to that. So that's good, man. So that's like creative, creative vibes are important. So I think if you, if you have been wondering about like starting something new and different and thinking, it's interesting, I was talking today about a friend of mine who was a big football fan, West Ham season ticket old. He got sick of football, um, like going to corporate big premiership football and he went locally to Maidstone. And he was a heavy smoker, but his new girlfriend wanted him to give up smoking because he wasn't the youngest fella. You know, that sort of thing. Just wanted, to, wanted a healthier lifestyle for him, basically took up knitting, right? And knit religiously, relentlessly, like non-stop, creates little things for babies, little blankets, etc., and so forth. Doesn't smoke, it's like a proper habit. It was like a 20 yeah. a day man and now he doesn't do it. So the power of positivity, power of creativity is there, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I think this is, you know, the imminent lockdown coming, we need to make sure that, um, that just give something new a try. Um, Baking. I've started baking. I'm doing this mad. I haven't told you anything, but I'm doing this mad diet. This ketogenic. Diet, oh yeah. I told you. Right. But um, obviously, Heineken Zero is on it, you know. But no. But it's, it's supposed to be the idea is that you're having no carbs. So it's meant that we've ended up creating like blueberry muffins and baked cheesecakes, and it's something very um, nice and therapeutic, isn't it? About yeah. Just kind of, just like like the guitars, making something, and creating yeah. things. So yeah, we've also been doing a bit of music. We haven't quite got together on that yet, have we? No, you've sent me some songs. We're having a listen. That's all good. Lots of music, which you know we like to do, which I think keeps keeps us busy. And obviously, um, we could talk about our little writing venture. I think we need to. Yeah. Um, that was. We just sat there in a pub, drinking zero percent alcohol um, beers, and we we came against a hurdle. Yeah. Of publishing books. We've both decided I mean you've you've actually published a couple of books anyway, you've got a couple to your name. But you're writing a new one and I've started writing one and we've shared a shallow books with each other and you come up against the whole publishing kind of fence and no one really knows how to do it and where you're going and what you're doing and it's it's a real struggle. It can be a real struggle. And then you look at these big corporate companies that you have to go through, and if you don't go through them, you can't do this, and you can't. And there's hurdles and hurdles and hurdles. Yeah. And you said, you know, it's it's hard to find a publisher, and, and I remember just saying, let's let's start yeah. a publishing company, yeah. and we've done it. 
and we've hit 800 likes on Facebook. Um, yeah. <laughs> lots of inquiries. Work soon, we are going to have to do yeah. some work. It's very, I mean, I think that's what, you know, it's what works with us, isn't it? Like, I love the fact that you were kind of like, let's just do it. And you've had great success with um, Bundu Bushcraft, your outdoor forest school. Yep. That you spoke about earlier, which is going from strength to strength. And so blinking well should, because it's great. Um, yeah, so we just thought, why not, eh? So we have started that, haven't yep. we? We've actually got the ball rolling. And we've we've given company birth to Two Bears Publishing. Two Bears Publishing. So, um, yeah, I mean, as much as we shouldn't really relentlessly plug ourselves, if you wanted to follow Two Bears Publishing on Facebook, we have a page, and um, there will be well, a new book coming out before Christmas. Um yeah, who's so the author of that one? Let's come to that, shall we? In another, um, in another. What well, I hear is great. Yeah, no, yeah. So we've got, yeah, we've got bits going on, haven't we? We've got stuff, you know, which is, I think, as well. I think that sort of ties into the idea of keeping your mind active, because I think yep. once people, yeah, once your mind goes, once you the routine of kind of TV screens, not staying active, that's when you can kind of drop into depression. That's when you know excess alcohol starts and that and and it's not ideal is it you no. know and i think that's why this podcast we want this podcast to be successful by inviting somebody to come along and talk mm. about something and maybe inspire one person mm. make an impact on someone's life and you're making a difference yeah. and having these people in to talk about these different things we're, we're hoping to get different businesses we're going to have people with different life experiences just to just to inspire people so it's not all about crisps and beer as it was for me during <laughs> lockdown one. Oh, and binge watching i discovered binge watching yeah but yeah anything good yeah. Uh, no nothing written if nothing i had the choice <laughs> i wouldn't have watched them but that speaks volumes in itself doesn't it really you know it's kind of just yeah killing time isn't yeah. it really this podcast is brought to you by two bears publishing company Hello, welcome back to uh, Lads to Dads. Um, we're talking about lockdown survival, really. It's our first podcast. And the reason why we're talking about it is because 20%, that is one in five adults, felt depressed, seriously depressed during the first lockdown. And obviously we've got a second one coming up soon. Um, for 7% of people, this continued after the lockdown ended so it's a serious thing so we're just talking briefly about strategies aren't we that, that we can incorporate into our hopefully our daily routine Phil do you, do you have some ideas well yeah I mean th- those who know me and that will be two out of the three listeners um, th- those that know me know that I'm definitely not a Joe Wicks by any stretch of the imagination I'd love to be but I'm not. And you I'm in spirit, aren't you? Yeah, I, I probably... I might be able to grow the similar sort of hair. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a challenge for the... Uh, yeah. I'd rather that challenge than a dressed in lycra challenge. <laughs> but no, my, my thought is just kind of getting out there. One thing I did see an influx of, because of where we live, we're quite a busy road. Um, the amount... The road usage dropped... But I did notice people out riding their bikes and people out... The normal joggers were there, which was fantastic. That was brilliant. They they made me feel guilty enough for not going out and running. But there were people out walking. And, and that, for me, was, I thought, brilliant. 
because it's just getting outside. And okay, yeah. it might be that you can just walk down the road, round the block, or yeah. whatever, but just get yourself out there. But changing it up, and I think the new um, rules are saying that in lockdown too, you can get out and Bit exercise. More, yeah, 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 pretty much starts imminently. So get yourself into the woods, into yeah. the woods. We were both saying earlier, we like to get out and hug a tree. Yeah. And actually, it's one of the Literally. best things. Yeah. yeah. One of the best things. When I did all my training, Scott, who was the one of the two um, teachers, was just fantastic. And we were out collecting wood, and he would sit there and you, you, naturally, firstly, you kind of go, oh, he's a bit mad. He's talking to the trees, and he's doing all these funny things, and he's encouraging us to hug a tree. But actually, when you just let yourself go and you you do these sorts of things, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. We went out. We were lighting storm kettles, like Kelly kettles, like a, um, to make hot water. And we had to go and collect the wood, and we were, and we collected loads and loads of wood. And Scott was leading, and I was actually second. And he, as he's walking, he got some of the stuff that he was carrying hooked on a branch, and it snapped and fell back down onto the ground. Mm. And my instant response was, "Oh, do you want me to grab that for you?" And he's like, "No, no, no. The woods obviously want to keep that, so I leave it there." Nice for them. attitude. And I was just a bit like. Oh, I like that. I really like that. <laughs> yeah. And the more times we actually did five days in the woods and um, training, and you could stay overnight if you wanted to, which I did, and it was amazing. It was yeah. awesome. And the longer you stayed there, just the more rooted you felt. Yeah. And the, the smells are great. The the kind of the trees are great. You're listening to the birds, the wildlife, the squirrels. Yeah. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Um, and now this time of year. You're starting because it is it's going to get wetter and and it's still warm you're getting all sorts of mushrooms growing and the berries are just oh, on yeah. their way out and the leaves are starting to fall yeah some of the woods you can stand there and you just it's like a rainfall but of leaves it's just fantastic yeah. and i know i'm sounding kind of super oh, in no, touch with good. my nature side yeah but it is it is just incredible and if you've got children that you can take with you my son and myself go for a walk um and he just loves it yeah absolutely loves it I was going to ask you, Phil, because you're the man like in the know. Like, w with regards to this sort of thing, why is it that when you do, you know, I, I find if you go out into local woods, even just the local kind of park, you know, what is it about being within nature that gives us this sense of well-being? Do you think? I personally, I give you my personal view mm. on what I think it is. I mean, there's the the kind of nature element. Mm. So obviously, trees giving out oxygen. You're looking at clearer air if you're walking in in a town. It's going to be very different to walking in the woodland or out in the open. You've got a, a, it almost feels like a fresher air. Yeah. You've got the sights and the sounds. You're you're away from your screen. Yeah. And I know that's a big thing, and some people have to because of work and everything else. But even if it's just half an hour, 45 minutes away from a screen, you just start noticing these things. When you're dry, we live busy lives. By yeah. by our very nature, our lives are busy. From the second you wake up to the second your head touches the pillow, it's busy. It's mm. Whether it's families, it's work, it's all these different stresses in life. And if you can just give yourself half an hour, 45 minutes away from it all, yeah. you just notice the little things in life. The, the bird song, the squirrel that's running across, the different things that you can find on the floor. Um, um, my, my youngest is 12, and when he comes out with it, I just literally give him the free reign. And from about the age of three, 
when we've done this sort of thing, he's always been the leader, or the leaner, as he called it, when he was little. Oh, bless him. So I follow him, and he just goes and goes and goes, and if he wants to climb a tree, he climbs a tree. Yeah. If he wants to break the tree, I talk to him about living and, and deadwood, so standing deadwood that's still attached, so you can have those sorts mm. of things, and stuff from the ground. It's just getting out there and letting yeah. them have their freedom. And that, for me, is like the third element. When you see your child, or could be any relation or whatever it is out there enjoying themselves just having that freedom because yeah. you don't have to worry about roads you don't have to worry about cars you don't have to worry about all these other little things they've got that freedom and yeah. that freedom brings such a smile and a, a buzz to, to everything you're doing and I think those three things probably are top of my list of why getting it outside getting into a woodland it's just fantastic. Yeah, and you can tell by the way you're talking about it how much you care about it. And I think totally, totally in agreement. It's I think the gas bill, you know, doesn't matter, does it? You know, nope. it's like what thing he said on Facebook or whatever. You know, it's not. It's of no concern to you. And it's like I wrote something down. I put what's truly important are things that seem unimportant. Yeah. So like you say, you know. Do, when we're driving to work, you know, 90 mile an hour because we're late, we're not noticing the beautiful colours of the trees necessarily, you know, as they fall and so on. But actually, when you give yourself the opportunity and the time to do that, it makes such a profound impact on how you feel, doesn't it? I think yep. it's so nice. It's interesting, it made me think of when I lived in Folkestone, um, somebody said to me, it, was, it really affected me actually, he said, why do we enjoy looking out at the sea? And I went, oh, I don't know. If you think about it, most people think it's quite enjoyable to look out at the sea. I said, like, I don't know. why. The... It's because there's nothing there. There's nothing in your, you know, in, your, in your initial vision. There's nothing in your... And I suppose if you relate that to, say, driving in a car, you've got you know, your rear view mirror there, you've got your steering wheel there, you've got all the obstacles around you, you've got probably, if it's you or me, a child talking incessantly next door or whatever you know so there's always something that's kind of taking your attention so you're always on tender but when you look out to sea on a beautiful day and there's nothing there on the horizon it's very peaceful and calming it is us. and it's an ever-changing picture yeah the sea's always moving it's the same in the woodlands everything's changing all the time yeah. and the, the noises are there it's just that that calming effect the sea is is kind of like a jointly happy place for me to go mm. just sit just sit and be and listen and enjoy um yeah it, it is fantastic. are you a dive in kind of guy or are you more of a just stay out do, do you know i'm a dive in yeah me too i, I absolutely love it okay um, it's, it's a date when it's a bit warmer yeah it's got to be a bit warmer we'll have to record ourselves doing it yeah, do you know what? I think absolutely right, and that'll go on the uh, that'll go on the Facebook page. Oh God, we might have to pixelate ourselves just. To get... Yeah, I'm not sure any. Of the, I mean, or the three listeners, we will certainly yeah. put off, won't we? With yeah. these uh, these pictures. I was going to say, and I was thinking we could put this to a vote, maybe of our um, of our following, or maybe the two bears following, because you said earlier, Phil in lycra or Phil with Joe Wick's hair. So I was wondering, Phil. For charity, maybe. I put you right on the spot here. <laughs> we can edit it out if we don't want it. But, um, Phil, would you be prepared to put that to a listener vote? Uh, of course. Uh, and just for a heads up, <laughs> I do. And I'm not telling you why, but I do have enough lycra to cover my body. So, yeah. Wow. That's another podcast. If, if that yourself. does come up, I will quite happily lycra myself. I've got a feeling it might. Yeah. It depends how many times I'm allowed to vote, I guess. But, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Good man. Good I have man. To get my cucumber out.
<laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, so you talked, you touched a little bit there on the screens. I, I mean, I've you, you came in this evening to my house and saw my adorable children, and they are watching a screen. And I think, I think it, we can't beat ourselves up as parents when you're working, or even if you're not working, you know, it is hard, you know basically raising children and there are always times when I think that they need the screens. There might be some people out there who are sitting there listening and going, oh no, I, no, my children never watch screens. Fair play if that is your life and well 100%. done to you. And if you do have to have your children watching screens, I actually think they are, they are learning from some of the things they're watching yep. and so on. But I think what we're saying here, and, and we jointly agree on this, is that I think there has to be balance, doesn't there, between the I suppose spiritual well-being and, and, and sort of that, that kind of na natural lifestyle I guess and also having this other half an hour work. with children in the back seats demanding things All right. um, trying to rush to get to your deadlines of times for school half an hour in the car in the morning is completely different to half an hour in the woodland with your children yeah it is if it and I think screens are an absolute godsend at times. They're just, you've got single parents out there, you've got parents with demanding jobs, you've got loads and loads of different dynamics out there of parenting. And actually, you know, if you don't want to do screens, that's fantastic. If you want to do screens, that's fantastic. What we're saying is just don't forget to get out every so often if you can, because yeah. it does just, you, you see a different side to your children. I mean, that's the beautiful thing. I. Uh, d during or the, at the end of the lockdown I managed to um, get Quinn coming over again yeah. um, who's my youngest son first lockdown first lockdown um, and I think it might have been to, we went away in a tent to the New Forest and we just had so it was just the two of us and we just kind of chilled it was a bit of father son time yeah and uh, we uh, one, one evening because it was in August we had the uh, uh, the shooting stars. There's a few days uh, where the shooting stars are really, really clear. And the first night we did it, and we actually saw 10 shooting stars. Between the two of us, we got to double figures. The second night of looking, we sat there, and I had, I had him this weekend, and he still mentioned it then. We were watching, and we saw the most fantastic shooting star. It was really? bold, it was really, really clear and it was right in front of us and we were both looking at it at exactly the same time and he was just like dad that was incredible yeah and you we shared that moment and that has stayed with him i mean i know it's only august but i can see him being 30 40 and having a chat with him and just saying do you remember when we went camping and i know that would be the memory that he brings back 100%. from that 100 um, percent. yeah and it's just those just having those times and i don't I'm not expecting people to be out seven days no. a week like me, like an idiot. <laughs> but, you know, just having that that weekend, mm. early weekend morning, weekend evening, just get yourself out there and, and have some time. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. It's just brilliant. I think that is, yeah, you're talking there about, um, like you say, experiences that will stay with you for a lifetime. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's beautiful stuff. Just on that note, um, I wanted to talk briefly about... Um, uh, with regards to being outside and so on, breathing and breathing techniques. Now, I've recently got into um, this concept of how your breathing can affect your mood and so on, and doing certain exercises that um, that can essentially you apparently can get high on your own supply. 
Okay. I love it. No, I mean, yeah, no liquids, no, no substances required. So this has come about by a gentleman called Wim Hof, who, if you haven't heard of, he um, is like a Scandinavian guy with long grey hair, big beard. But what he's he's done is he's proven, um, and I, like I say, people have to go away and check this themselves, but ultimately he has proven that the cold and controlling your breathing can have a profound effect on your um, on your life and your health. Now, I don't want to misquote him, but I'm pretty certain, and I'll double check this, but I'm pretty certain that he managed to like reverse an E. coli, he was injected with E. coli, and through his breathing and through being in the cold and doing his cold training, he managed to basically cure himself of it. And it was all done in like, uh, laboratory, you know, proper labs and with proper scientists and so on. He's also done ultra marathons in like Antarctica and stuff. Like it, it's like it is insane. It is worth checking out. Wim Hof. And so I had a little look at some of the stuff he does. And two things I've tried to incorporate. And it's only really when I'm feeling very brave do I do the cold showers. But I do try and do it two or three times a week. So get in the shower. Have your normal shower pre work or pre gym or whatever you're doing or post gym probably I suppose. Um, but then at the end of it. Just turn your shower on to get, get colder and colder and colder and start off maybe 15 seconds with it starting at your feet and then build up and so and just do it, do it, you know, it is, honestly, it has such a great effect on your mood, it wakes you up, it is as a positive thing and in addition to that, have a look at Wim Hof's breathing techniques because essentially it boils, it's not, it boils down to getting in the right amount of oxygen that we should be. And I think what we do is we spend a lot of time in life shallow breathing, when in fact we should be breathing deeper and should be taking in more. And I think by doing that, again, has this positive effect on mood, you know, can have, um, can obviously um, sort of not stop anxiety, but certainly have an effect on bringing that le those levels down and stuff. It is, you know, it's something worth thinking about. I don't know whether you've tried anything like this or... Um, I haven't, but I would love to. Give it a whirl. Um, yeah, I'd love to. Um, mm. I like, I really do like the whole idea of, of meditation. Um, yeah. And a friend taught me how to do that as, as an evening sort of before sleep. Because I struggled with sleep a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, I really struggled and was surviving on like two or three hours sleep. Um, but yeah, it, over time it's kind of really, really yeah. helped. Good. Just having that time for myself. So do you, do you meditate then now? Regularly? Of an evening time, yep. If we, uh, maybe three times a week I do it. Good. Yeah, I mean, it's time, it's so difficult, isn't it? Because they say, really, if you meditate regularly, then it's actually going to create more time for you because your brain will be more productive and you will be more energised and it will have that positive effects but we often say oh, I haven't had time to meditate today which is really frustrating one other thing about meditation that I really enjoy and really like and something that I think changed the way I viewed it because I thought at the first like a lot of people do a bit hippy dippy really is this going to do anything blah 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 but what I understood and what I learned was that essentially your brain even when you're asleep never rests so when you're asleep, you're thinking stuff, thoughts going through, you're processing what's happened during the day, and it's only really via meditation. If you don't meditate, the brain is really your only muscle that doesn't get the rest, yeah? And so, like, it's the most important muscle that we need to kind of keep 
you know, keep alive. So, yeah, so it's important to do this kind of thing, isn't it? We don't, we don't look after it. We, no. we talk about Joe Wicks and the, the external muscles that yeah. we're, we're thinking about. And then there's obviously weight issues and diet where we're talking about the, the lungs and hearts and that sort of thing. But, yeah, brain is such an underrated... Is that the right word? Yeah, we don't, we don't think, think about, about it, do we? Yeah. No, we, we, um, yeah, it, we, it's not good, is it? Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. I think, really, yeah, we've kind of covered the things we wanted to, didn't we? So yeah. in summary, we think, I mean, we thought that really drinking and bringing our alcohol levels down as much as we can despite the fact that it's hard, and we do understand that it's hard at the moment for people, but as much as it is difficult, it will have a positive effect on mood and so on. Outdoors, yep. fresh air, all that sort of stuff, trying to be as creative as we possibly can, um, exercising when we can, although we both know that we need to do more of that really, don't we, to kind of keep the endorphins yeah. going and so on. Screen time, we want to limit. And that's really most of the things we wanted to say. Now, we wanted to say thank you for listening to our first podcast. Um, it will obviously, we will talk about different things in, in, in different episodes. And um, we will be posting things, firstly Phil's guitar and the progress that he's made with that onto uh, our Facebook page. And we will also be doing our little vote as to whether we want to see Phil in Lycra or Phil grow his hair like Joe Wicks. I mean, I don't even think we need to do this, Phil. I'm pretty certain what's going to win that one. I know. I've got, I've got my Cayman. <laughs> you might as well throw them out, buddy. Um, anything else you want to add, Phil? Um, if anyone wanted to put on the, the Facebook page, um, maybe they, they feel they've got something to give guest appearance yeah. or something to add there might be people out there that do meditation and want to promote what they're doing yes. or they they know a secret woodland that is yes. kind of people can go to i mean i have a friend that i've just introduced to like two or three woodlands around the ashford area that she didn't know about she's taking her kids there all the time now yeah. and it's fantastic and yeah and i think yeah just promotion of, of well-being really because yeah. i think that in our essence is is what we're looking at here that well-being thing a hundred percent and it's not as much as the name is lads to dads it is for everybody isn't it and yeah. we want it to be uh we want it to incorporate everyone and we are local people to ashford we want to promote this good stuff that's going on the positive stuff we've all had a very tricky year and we want to end it on a high and hopefully promote as many places and and, and positive things as we possibly can and i think you're right i mean People, I think my final thoughts on this is that we are often very negative about the place where we live or the place where we come from. And where we live, we can, I can walk five minutes, and this is in lockdown one, this is kind of what kept me sane, is taking the family for a walk out, and you end up being by a river, you end up being uh, in beautiful woodlands you have you know all sorts of different flora and fauna and frogs and all you know it's all going on and it's on your doorstep and people sometimes go oh actually or folks or wherever they're from and they have a quite a derogatory attitude about it i think you know lockdown is a perfect time for us to be really grateful about what we've got and how lucky we are um just having some of the beauty around us that we do a hundred percent Beautiful. Right. Thanks very much for listening. See you soon.